Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA, and one who, let's just say, has issues with it. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and as you may have guessed, I'm the one with the issues. (laughs) 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 Many issues. But specifically the ones with YA. And orphans. <laughs> and orphans. <laughs> well, let's tell everyone what we're reading right now. I'll go ahead and start. This is one I wanted to talk about in this episode, so it kind of works out that I'm going to mention it now. But I ran out of time with what I was trying to read, so I've only just started it. But it's I Hope You're Listening by Tom Ryan. This book is the 2021 Lambda Literary Award for LGBTQ Mystery. And it made it on the 2022 ALA Rainbow Book List. In this one, we've got 17-year-old Dee, who as a child witnessed her best friend's abduction. Even though she told the police all she knew, it wasn't enough, and Sibby was never seen again. At night, Dee escapes her guilt by hosting a true crime podcast that focuses on missing person cases. But now, another young girl in town has gone missing, and the case is linked to her friend's disappearance. With the help of her fellow online sleuths, Dee is searching for answers. What are you reading, Sarah? I just started a book called The Ivies by Alexa Don about a clique of girls at a fancy private school, and all of them want to get into Ivy League colleges, but because they feel like the Ivy Leagues won't accept more than one student per high school, they make a pact that each of them will only apply to one. So what happens if somebody breaks the pact? Dun, dun, dun. Yes, dun-dun-dun is right because somebody ends up dead. Oh, so these are a group of girls that would literally kill to get into college of their choice. And uh, I think I want to talk about this one later in the year when we do our back-to-school podcast. So I won't get too much into it. I was going to say it sounds pretty perfect for that. It is. There is backstabbing and murder and all that. I mean, you did just go through this with your daughter. Did, did did you have to kill someone to get her into the school that she wanted? I was about to say, they had to murder someone? <laughs> <laughs> I take the fifth. <laughs> and they might as well. Like, it's that hard of a process at this point. So what are you reading now, Patty? Well, like Catherine, I too ran out of time. Because <laughs> there's surprised. just so many good books to read right now. So the one that I would say I am currently reading is a book called The Witch King by H.E. Edgman. And I, I've just started it and I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not very far into it, but it is about a boy named Wyatt Croft. And he is a witch and he left this magical world and his um, betrothed and to get away from that world. And his betrothed has shown up and um, doesn't have any intention of dissolving their engagement and wants him back. And um, they also have to, you know, save, save their, their country, their world. Like you do. You know. Yeah. That's one of the the biggest, you know, roadblocks to dating is when you have to like work in your date night with your saving the world 
It's just, you know, something that happens. Well, I mean, he has to get married to this guy because if this guy doesn't get married, then he's not going to become the king and he has to become the king. And Wyatt's like, I hate that. I hate that. Right? I hate it when I have to marry my betrothed because I have to be a king. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about this week, Catherine? Well, in the last episode, instead of assigning one book for us all to read, we've each chosen different books to celebrate Pride Month. We've all got at least a couple to talk about. I'm going to start with a couple of horror stories. Ooh, spooky. The first is actually a short story by V.E. Schwab called First Kill. It is published with a collection of other author stories in the book titled Vampires Never Get Old. First Kill is pretty short, even for a short story, but has a high school romance between Juliet and Calliope, a vampire and a slayer, not just of vampires, but of all mythical monsters. And guess what? In just a few short days, there will be a series based on this short story on Netflix, and I can't wait. Woo! Yeah, it looks really good. Everything I've seen and read about it looks amazing. So is this sort of like bringing back Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but when Buffy's in a romance with Drusilla? Maybe. You'll have to watch and find out. Or you could or read the short story. You could read the short story, but it's really kind of just an intro, I think, to what the show is going to be about. So check it out. What I think is really cool is that V.E. Schwab has written the TV show as well. So oh. it's going it's to really be great. Cool. All right. My other horror title is Extasia by Claire Legrand. If you read the author's other titles, Sawkill Girls, or if you read Small Favors by Aaron A. Craig, you'll like this one too. That's all I'm going to say about maybe my thoughts on it. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, we didn't really enjoy Small Favors. Yeah, go back and listen to our Small Favors episode. But I still wanted to throw this title out there because a lot of people did like Small Favors. That is true. It just wasn't our jam. Many people did. This is true. It's about a girl who joins a coven to root out a vicious evil that's stalking her village. I'm going to read the publisher's synopsis for this one, though. Her name is unimportant. All you must know is that today she will become one of the four saints of Haven. The elders will mark her and place the red hood on her head. With her sister, she will stand against the evil power that lives beneath the Black Mountain, an evil which has already killed nine of her village's men. She will tell no one of the white-eyed beasts that follow her or the faceless gray women as tall as houses or the girls she saw kissing in the elm grove. Today she will be a saint of Haven. She will rid her family of her mother's shame at last and save her people from destruction. She is not afraid. Are you? What about you, Sarah? What have you got for us? Well, I read one that was decidedly less spooky than that, it seems like. It's called Summer of Salt by Katrina Leno. And she's the author of several other books, including ones you may have heard of, like Horrid and Everything All at Once. But this particular book is set on a fictional island in a small town called By the Sea. And it tells the story of Georgina and her twin sister, Mary. And they're part of a long line of women who each have their own unique, individual, magical power. But Georgina's power has not yet manifested. And if it doesn't do so, by the time she turns 18, she's just going to be normal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, she's kind of okay with it and kind of not okay with it. But the book is mostly about Georgina's relationship with her sister. Um, But there's also a mystery that needs to be solved along the way. And there's a little bit of romance between uh, Georgina, who's uh, one of the few 
gay or queer people in her small little town, so she gets a little romance thrown in there too. So it is realist, magical realism. It's it's realistic, but with a just a little touch of magic, and there's also a little bit of a darker side to this story in places too, but um, without getting graphic. So I think younger readers could still appreciate this one. What about you, Patty? Well, um, the first book I'm going to talk about is actually a series, Sarah's favorite thing. Yes. But it's complete, and there's only three books. It is the Simon Snow series by Rainbow Rowell. The first book is called Carry On. The second book is called Wayward Son. And the third book is Any Way the Wind Blows. And these books are, I'm, I'm kind of doing them as a set because they are, I think, one complete story, although you can just read the first one as a standalone and, and it's fine. This is Rainbow Rowell's take on the Chosen One mythology. So, like, she read the Harry Potter books and she's like, well, what happens after? These books are about Simon Snow. He is the Chosen One who's going to defeat the humdrum, which is the evil entity that's sucking magic out of the world, blah, blah, blah. That really isn't the point of the books. The point of the books is about how Simon deals with being the chosen one and his friendships with his best friend and with his roommate, Basilton Pitch, and he hates his roommate. So it's, it's an enemies to lovers. Sorry, Sarah. Oh, jeez. He has reason he thinks his roommate's a vampire. He's pretty sure his roommate's a vampire. Pretty Wait, sure Baz is a is vampire. Is he an orphan? Simon is, in fact, an orphan. Oh, my goodness. It's a trifecta, people. <laughs> and Series, Baz, enemies to lovers, orphans. Baz is half an orphan. Oh, His gosh. mother died before the show the, before the show started, before the book started. So you've got all the pieces there. So all bad. the pieces. I cannot wait to not read this book. But she did it on purpose because she took all those tropes and she put them into a book and she kind of shook it up and changed it around. And the second book is where it gets really interesting because it's what happens after the chosen one does the the, the chosen thing. You know, what do you do? I was going to say, spoiler, no spoilers. No, not, not really spoilers. Like Simon does the thing that he's supposed to do. Now what happens? He, you know, you assume he goes off and lives with Baz and everything's happy. And Okay, more spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of you right now. <laughs> goes off, lives with bats, everything's happy. Instead, he's, it's all about dealing with depression and, and how you come to terms with the fact that you were brought up to do one thing and you did the thing when you're like, you know, 18 and now what do you do with the rest of your life? And, and it also, they go on a road trip and it's like crazy and has the best scene in Renaissance Festival I've ever read. It's hilarious. Not oh more Renfast. Another <laughs> 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 and there's some vampires and they have to fight, you know, some things. But mostly it's about dealing with your depression. And then the third book is how you come back and heal from that and how you grow into a more grown-up and adult relationship. Okay, then. There's also, you know, a new chosen one and, like, there's a plot around that. There are plot. The other thing Sarah won't like about these is they're very character-driven books. Great. <laughs> so these books I recommend to everybody who's not Sarah. <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, what are, do you have another one? I do have another one. And this one, I didn't choose it because I thought it was similar to the first book I talked about, Summer of Salt, but it turned out being kind of oddly 
similar. But this one is called Strange Creatures by Phoebe North. And uh, this book is about Annie and her big brother, Jamie, and their friend, Vidya. And they're growing up in western New York State, kind of upstate New York, small town. And Annie and Jamie have a really, really close relationship because of the fact that um, socially they don't really fit in with most of their other peers. And as part of that, they create this fantasy world called Gumley. And they both get very entrenched in the, you know, the, the folklore and the mythology of their own created world. But then Jamie, who's the older brother, starts to kind of grow up and grow to the point where he really doesn't want to be a part of this fantasy world anymore. He feels like it's sort of babyish. But Annie is still really connected to the world. And so there's some conflict there. And, you know, right when that conflict is starting to come to a head, Jamie disappears. And so it's now Annie's trying to figure out what is her world her real world like without Jamie and what is the fantasy world like without Jamie and also, you know, navigating her own queerness and trying to figure out that. And uh, so it's another one of those buildings Romans that we talked about before where it really starts literally with like the birth of these characters and carries them up into their adulthood. So you can kind of see how they develop and what happens to each of them. And uh, it's told from, you know, there are three perspectives alternating. So I like this book. And like I said, a little touch of magic um, and a a sibling relationship, just like uh, Summer of Salt. But this one is um, a little bit heavier, both figuratively because the material is a little bit darker and also literally because this book is over 500 pages long. (laughs) So you need to have some time on your hands to commit to reading this one, but I do feel like it is, it's worth the effort. It was an enjoyable book. The next book I read is a book called Sweet and Bitter Magic by Adrian Tooley. This book is about a witch named Tasman. And she's 17 in this book. And one of the first things when I started reading it is she is a very, very powerful witch. But she has been ostracized from the other witches. And she has, they stripped the power to love away from her. So she can't love anything or anyone. And because she doesn't have love, everything, she's always cold. And everything is just sort of gray and she can't find joy or happiness in anything. And the only way she gets love is by taking it from other people. So she charges for her witchy things, like she heals people or she'll make a charm for you, but she charges love. So like in the very beginning, there's a woman there with a sick child and she wants her to heal the child. And she's like, fine, I'll do it, but you have to give me your love for your other child. And she's like, well, no. Uh, she's like, you can have my love for my husband. <laughs> and Tamsin isn't quite sure she wants that because romantic love isn't quite as great as a, like a, chi- a mother's love for her child because that's unconditional love. But she's like, well, okay, fine. Uh, and what will happen is that woman will go home and she won't have that her feelings for her husband. She just That love will be just gone. And I was kind of like, She's been on her own for five years. What did she do at age 12 that they did this to her? Good Lord. Um, but that's something that you find out in the book. I don't want to spoil what she did. 
I do think it's a little, a little drastic punishment, but okay, sure. And the other character in this book is a girl named Ren. And Ren is a source. She can't use magic, but she she's just a being of pure magic. She can amplify a witch's powers. And all sources have to go train with the the big coven. But Ren is the only one left in her family, so she has hidden herself away to take care of her father. And a magic plague hits the land. Ren's father gets sick, and Ren goes to Tasman, the local witch, for help. And Tasman is like, well, no. <laughs> and Ren's like, no, you're going to help me. And so she agrees to help Ren find the cure for this plague if Ren gives her her love for her father. And Ren is like, okay, I'll do it. And the rest of the book is about these two girls and their adventure and how they go about solving this mystery and finding this evil witch. And as they go along, they maybe fall in love a little bit. And it's interesting because Tasman and like what that means for Tasman and like what that means for Ren and, and it's all about how, what love means and the different kinds of love. And I really like it. It's, it's fantastical. I really like the world building in it. Um, I think the two characters are delightful. They're, they're very um, snarky and there's a lot of banter. So that's a fun relationship between them to, to watch grow. So I really like this one. And I think, Catherine, you read the second book by Adrian Tooley, yes? Yes, I did. Same characters? No, it's. I think they're both standalones. But the one I read is Sophie and the Bone Song, also by Adrian Tooley. This one just came out in April and is about a young musician, Sophie. Her father is a musique one of only five musicians in the country licensed to compose and perform original songs. In the kingdom of El, there are strict anti-magic laws that ensure music remains um, as the last untouched art. Sophie has spent her entire life training to inherit her father's title, but on the day of auditions, she is presented with unexpected competition in the form of Laura. Laura somehow bests Sophie with her performance despite having never picked up a lute before. Shocking. It is almost like magic. So yes, shocking. (laughs) To make matters worse, Sophie's father dies that same night, and a grieving Sophie sets out to prove Laura is using illegal magic in her performances. But the more time she spends with Laura, the more Sophie begins to doubt everything she knows about her family, her music, and she might just be falling for the girl she thought was her enemy. So Sarah, another enemies to lovers and another orphan but not really i mean orphan yes her mother is also dead but i can't really call this enemies to lovers yeah i wouldn't call mine i mean they they're they're not friends at the beginning in mine but you know they're not really enemies laura never has like enemy like feelings for sophie she kind of has no idea what's going on and Ren and Tasman are just kind of um, 
Well, Ren doesn't really have, I mean, Tasman doesn't really have feelings, but Ren is just sort of antagonistic, but she's not, she doesn't hate her. She's yeah. Sophie's jealous, I would say that, but I wouldn't say like enemies. My books do not have orphans. And they, and, and that is why you read them. <laughs> and that's why I read them. Shocker. And they do not have enemies to lovers. Are either of them a series? And neither one of them is a series. So, so. you can find YA that you enjoy. Yes. None <laughs> of mine that I've talked about so far are series either. So there. <laughs> I, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, I know. That's true. Patty, I think you have another one, right? I do have another one. And unlike, I think, almost all the ones we've talked about, this one is set in the real world. Mine are set in the real world. There's no magical realism in mine. Well, mm. except theater magic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> this book is called The Love Curse of Melody McIntyre, and it is by Robin Talley. And it is about a stage manager, Melody McIntyre, which I love because that is my preferred role in the theater I would much rather have the headset on and be in charge of everybody instead of being on stage and she is the stage manager that has a plan for everything she's ready for everything and she will do anything to make sure that the plays go the play goes off without a hitch and the problem is every time she falls in love with somebody during rehearsal the play gets ruined and she's not going to let that happen to this production of Les Mis. So she's swearing off love. She's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in love. And so yeah, I don't right. know if you wait. <laughs> and I bet she doesn't. She doesn't fall in love say, for the rest yeah, of the book. Right. And she doesn't. She says, says no story, no relationship. And they're like, okay. And so no relationship. The end. No. Because <laughs> you know the fastest way to fall in love is to swear off love. <laughs> no, shocker. Anybody out there who's looking for a date, swear off love right now. <laughs> and she meets Odalie Rose, who is the rising star, and she auditions for Les Mis, and she's funny and sweet and she cares about the play's success and so she sounds awful trying desperately not to fall in love with this girl I really liked this book it's super cute it's fun if you like theater it's really fun to read I especially like so you get like the text messages from her friends because all of her friends are the stage crew and the backstage crew and there's the whole debate about you know crew versus actors <laughs> the talent the talent whatever you can put a show on without the crew um, oh! <laughs> patty has a lot of theater friends she just threw down the gauntlet uh, patty is i feel like there the are crew. some Thank you very much. clearly they are the crew <laughs> no i i love my i love my actors i've acted a couple of times fine um looking for um, I do love there's like this whole thread of unanswered text messages because while she's out with Odalie all of her all of her friends are text messaging her and like there's the one friend who's like is it true did you go off with Odalie and the rest of them are like still centered on the show so in between all these texts about like 
is it true? Are you, are you seeing her? Are you over there? There's things like, hey, wait, we got a rubber chicken. We could have them chop it up on stage and they could throw chicken parts around. I bet it would be great. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this is, this is like a lot of my, my conversations I have you with You have a lot parts. of conversations about <laughs> cutting up chickens and throwing them around? <laughs> no, but I do have conversations about how you make things work on stage. <laughs> with chicken parts. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> on line one so it's super fun and if you know anything about the theater there's a lot of superstitions and a lot of things that you know you you can and can't do you don't whistle backstage you never ever mention the name of Macbeth backstage it's a Scottish play and this high school has a tradition of each show because they did apparently a production of Macbeth which went horribly 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 wrong and now one of their traditions is each play has to have its own new superstition that only lasts for that play so it's fun it's silly it's it's very cute all right so it's a standalone Sarah orphans I don't think so I think that, Catherine, you said you also had a book about the theater. Well, just to kind of go along with Patty's theater book, I have a few I was just going to quickly recommend. The first is Can't Take That Away by Stephen Salvatore, which is about a genderqueer teen who finds the courage to stand up and speak out for equality when they are discriminated against by their high school administration. Boo. The other one is Between Perfect and Real by Ray Stovey. Dean Foster knows he's a trans guy, but everyone at his high school thinks he's a lesbian, including his girlfriend Zoe and his theater director, who just cast him as a non-traditional Romeo. Ooh. Hmm. And last but not least, Becky Albertalli has a few, and my favorite is Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. 16-year-old and not-so-openly-gay Simon prefers to save his drama for the school musical, but when an email falls into the wrong hands, his secret is at risk of being thrust into the spotlight. She has quite a few theater books, some in that series, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens. And then her latest one, I think, is Kate in Waiting. But they're all pretty good. Yep, and they've been made into both movies and TV shows. Correct. Nice. For those of you who don't want to read, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but you know. <laughs> it's because we read it for them and then tell them what we think. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, that's fine. Whatever. You do you, boo. Well, since we don't have read-alikes for what we just recommended, since I mean, that's I can basically give you what we just did. <laughs> I can give you more rec- read-alikes because I have a lot of books I, I like. But True, <laughs> me too. But I think it's now time to assign our next title, and this time it's Patty's turn, so take it away. Drum roll. Hold on. And pause the drum roll. Pausing drum roll. Just make it a really long <laughs> drum roll. While we're waiting for Patty... We'll remind everybody to sign up for our summer reading challenge happening now at the Gwinnett County Public Library. You can win free books. You can maybe even win a family annual pass to the Georgia Aquarium. All you have to do is read. You can read the books we recommend on the podcast, or you can read whatever you like. Go to our website, GwinnettPL.org, for more information. While we're still waiting, don't forget to email us. Please email us. I'll give you a book, a free book. Maybe I'll even give you a signed book. 
Ooh, signed books. Stakes have been raised, people. Did we say our email address? No. Do we need to say our email address? Probably. I think we should say our email address. Sarah, what's our email address? I'm so happy you asked. It's spillit at gwinnettpl.org. And that's S-P-I-L-L-L-I-T at Gwinnett. That's with one W, two N's, and two T's. P-L dot org. Nice. In case you didn't quite follow that, it's G-W-I-N-N-E-T-T. Gwinnett. <laughs> Named after Button Gwinnett. Signer of the Declaration of Independence. Look it up. His name really was Button. And he really did sign it. But he didn't really live in Gwinnett, I don't believe. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't think so. There's buried, a black downtown. in Savannah. <laughs> well, he didn't die here. <laughs> I'm saying he didn't die here and then ship it to Savannah either, did he? Did they? I don't know. All right. Local historians, this is time for you to email us and correct our bad information. Taking a very weird turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll save that for our other podcast. Things to know about Button Gwinnett. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready, Patty? I am ready. So our next episode comes out on the 4th of July. And what could be more American than a road trip. So the book we're going to read is American Road Trip by Patrick Flores Scott. This book is about 17-year-old Teodoro Avila, uh, and he is getting ready to have a good summer, but his brother comes home from a tour in Iraq with a devastating case of PTSD. So in a desperate attempt to save uh, Manny, his brother, from himself and pull their family back together, Teodoro's sister hoodwinks her brothers into a road trip with many stops along the road to visit loved ones from their past. That's going to be our American road trip. That sounds interesting. I like a good road trip. No magic, no orphans. I don't think it's a sequel. Are you sure you want to recommend this one? This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Patty. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time when we go on an American road trip. I'll bring the snacks. Yes, road trip snacks. (laughs) Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.